today's show is there another coronavirus out there for 2021 oh god let's hope not and have we already talked to aliens and the award for the most plastic polluters for 2020 has been revealed also we talked to a very special musical guest ant farm all this and much much more will be discussed here on deacon live how are you how are things how are things going are you doing okay are you uh are you caught up on your christmas shopping <laughs> yeah i know it, it snowballs you know we go right from thanksgiving and get that little low in between thanksgiving Thanksgiving in the first of December, and now we're in the first of December, or, or actually the first week of December. We're getting into Christmas shopping. Everyone waits till the last minute because a lot of people don't get their Christmas list until what Thanksgiving Day. You know, from the family you don't see from all the way around, so the kids are scrambling. You know, the middle-aged kids, the teenagers, the tweens, they're scrambling around to make out their list, and the younger kids are like, "I just want this, and I just want that, and whatever's cool." Or they don't know. They don't know what they, they got their face down on their phone. I just want you know, this little phone. I just want a newer phone. I want a newer phone that does <laughs> newer things for me. Now, just a little background history on myself. Now, I don't have any brothers or sisters. I'm an only child. And you're like going, shocker. But I don't have any, and I don't have any children. I don't want to say there's people out there that had children out of wedlock, but there are children that had, or people that have had children out of wedlocks. And four or five babies, daddies, and, and all the, the stuff that goes with... <sighs> But, you know, I don't have any. And my wife and I, uh, we've been married now for, for seven years. And as far as children, I married young. I married, I married up and I married young. You know, I find someone that's prettier than me and someone that is younger than me. And everything's good. You know, if it happens, it happens. We'll, we'll continue traveling down the same pathway in our life. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It just wasn't meant to be. Neighbors' kids are enough. The dogs are enough. The horses and the chickens are enough. You know, <laughs> little small doses. I could take them, and if I don't want to be out there with them, I don't have to worry about them. But growing up, I was, you know, I think the rule in my household was that uh, once you once you move out of the house, you have to now buy Christmas presents for everyone in the family. So here I am. I bought my first house when I was 20, and here I am, 20 years old, just going to school and working, you know, full-time job, just trying to make ends meet, trying to keep the roof over my head. Now, my I have cousins and aunts and uncles that they have kids and cousins and second cousins and all this stuff. And, you know, my mom would be, you have to buy, you have to buy presents for Tammy and Jim and you have to buy presents for Michelle and, and all the other kids and they had kids and now they got, you know, secondary kids and third day. And I'm like, look, I am one guy. I am one person at the time I was single and I'm like, oh, I can't afford, I can barely afford, oh, you want $10? Ten, just, Trav, just, just give him $10 per, uh, you know, what, you don't have to buy him any, yeah, $10 there's 14 people, 14, 15, that's, well, 15 people. I'm going to you know, pay 10. That's a hundred and some odd dollars when you're only making, you know, eight something an hour back in 94, 95, working at Home Depot. That's a lot of money. That's a whole freaking paycheck sometimes. So I put my foot down. I said, look, I am not coming to Christmas anymore. And, well, you can't do that. I said, and the trade-off is don't buy me any presents. How about that? Don't buy me any presents. I'm not buying presents for anyone else. And I did it in small, small increments. I cut off the the family that doesn't live in the state. If you don't live in our state and you're a family member, I'm not buying your present. Okay, we can we can understand that. So that eliminated seven people right there. But what about Paul and Michelle and and Nathan and and their two kids and now three kids and I'm like on. Well, you know what? Uh, here's the next thing. If I don't see you at Thanksgiving, here's another rule. If I don't see you at Thanksgiving, you're off that list too. Well, there goes another half of the family. I'm making justifications for buying presents for and then finally I just go. You know what? If I don't see you on my birthday, I'm not buying you presents and then of course i eliminate my birthday parties problem solved right there you go problem solved are you coming over for your birthday no why we we made you cake that's fine i'll come by and get the cake and i'll leave but i'm too busy i got stuff to do i got 
two part-time jobs and going to school full-time. There you go. How about that? I know. <laughs> bah humbug, right? Mr. Scrooge. Uh, but, I mean, that's the way it was. And it was stressful. If you're a single guy, single girl out there, girl guy, <laughs> just did the G's together. But if you're single out there and you're you're trying to make it on your own, now, I don't know about today's today's youth. I mean, kids aren't, aren't buying houses at 20 years old. Kids aren't even out of, the, out of their own parents' house until 20-some-odd years old. So are they still, are you still buying presents? You know, you're 25 something years old and, you know, you're going to school or doing whatever you're doing in your life. And are you buying presents for your sister who's, you know, five years older than you and has moved out and has gotten married and has got three little kids and one on the way? Do you do you buy presents for all them? I I don't mind. I don't mind buying presents. Oh, God. Boy, that, that sentence almost came out a little too quickly. I don't mind buying presents for someone that you love. I, I love my wife very much. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's out. It's out. It's out there. There you go. Sorry, family. You're not getting anything from us. Oh, well, I'll be fine and dandy. George Carlin says, someone asked me how I was doing. People say fine and dandy. He's like, I was never fine and dandy at the same time. Well, guess what? I'm fine and dandy with that. Sorry. Oh, well, everyone, everyone will be all right. They get along, they got along before me, they get along without me, or whatever. Now, I have a confession to make. I, um, you know, as as you know, my wife works from home, and I work from home as well, and, and take care of the 20-some-odd acre that we have here. So my job is, uh, I've, got, I've got a little bit more free time than, than she does. I, I go out, and I do all the shopping, and I dredge through the fields, and, you know, I get the horse stuff, and the cattle stuff, and the hay, and the feed, and the repair of the fence, and, and do all That's my job. I, I've accepted that job. That's my job. But... I also do all the grocery shopping, and if it's not on my list, I don't get it. And if it's something close, like, oh, you know, my wife would like this, or maybe we could use this, but my goal, my shopping list, in my mind, don't stray from the shopping list. Not that I go out there and splurge or do anything like that. I know that, you know, we have a fixed budget, no matter who you are. When I bought my first house, I said if I ever lost my ever lost my job at Home Depot, I could get a job at McDonald's and still make my mortgage payment. I didn't buy outside of my, I bought on the low end of my approval scale as far as loan amount. So, you know, I, I keep my budget in my mind. I'm like, okay, we can get this and we can get this and all that stuff. And I'm like, going, oh, you know what? Well, we're at home a lot more often now, of course, like everyone else that, that's able and have the luxury to work from home. So dinner's always a problem. And it's just the two of us. So sometimes it's a pack of hot dogs and a thing of buns and some, some mustard. And I'm good. I'm good. Simple guy. Give me a hot dog. I'll be fine. My wife, you know, she she likes to wash, like most women do, like to wash their figure, like to eat good, like to eat healthy. And she's one of the people that just can't eat the same thing every day. Like if I make a whole plate of, let's say, lasagna, I can I can eat it for like two days, and after that, I, I don't want it anymore. Well, that's that's fine. I'll eat the other seven days of lasagna. But we were talking about like Friday night is usually our our late night for both of us. I have stuff that I do here on the property. There's a time frame of stuff that needs to be done on the property, and she Friday for her is a late night for her as well. So it's always scramble for Friday night dinner. Saturday's okay. Sunday we, we cook. Uh, the both of us cook, you know, whatever we want for the week. So I'm like, Friday, I'm like, all right, so what am I, what are we having tonight? So I'm going through the grocery store and that damn deli at Walmart, that damn deli gets you every time as soon as you walk in because you smell the, what is it? The, the fried chicken and the, the whole bakery area. Not that there's a bakery, but they're doing the rotisserie chickens and they're doing all that stuff over there. And, and it smells and they do it right on time, right on time, you know, 10 30, 11 o'clock, and you walk in there and you're smelling the hot wings. I'm like, oh, you know, I would kill to go to a restaurant. You know, we're shutting things down left and right here in North Carolina. I would kill to go to a restaurant. I would kill to sit down and, you know, have a nice glass of a glass, a mug of beer. And eat, just shove my face into some chicken wings and come up with just, you know, sauce all over my face. I would love to do that. Not, not that we can't do it, but I mean, it's not the same. You go to the bar and there's a person like 10 feet from you. If they're not sitting next to you, you're not talking to them. You're just like, hey, hey. You can't even say you got shit on your face. You got shit on your face. Oh, really? And you take the mask you were wearing and wipe it off. <laughs> Stick your mask back on. So I'm walking out of the deli section. You know, I started at the back of the store and worked my way to the front. And I don't know how your Walmart's set up, but the, the deli section and where they have the rotisserie chickens are right up front, right when you walk in. And I'm going through and getting all my vegetables and all my produce and stuff. My wife's going to make this new Whole30 meal. I'm like, great. So I'm getting all the, the stuff and I'm smelling it. It's killing me. I'm smelling it. I said, you know what? I'm not going to get... Hmm. I'm not going to get a thing of, of fried chicken. I said, let me just get like a rotisserie. I, I don't like to get the rotisserie. I, I find it kind of weird. I'd rather do it myself, but I've bought it a couple times for like recipes. Bought it? 
I purchased it a couple times for my wife because she wanted a recipe and she didn't feel like waiting the time it takes for me to cook a, a whole chicken. Just give me a rotisserie and I'll, 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 you know, shred all the meat off of it. All right, no problem. So I'm like, all right, well, what are we going to have tonight for Friday? And I'm like, well, I'll just grab a rotisserie. Oh, you know what I'll do? I'm going to save a little money. I'm going to grab the rotisserie out of the cooler. It's already come out. It's been out on the hot, under the heat lamp for about an hour. And then from there it graduates and goes over to the cooler and they slap one of those yellow get it out of here stickers on it, you know, discounted. So I grabbed one, make my way to the checkout and I'm sitting there and scanning, scanning, scanning. And I've got my headphones on because I'm, I'm listening to Bloomberg report and I'm listening to all the different podcasts, you know, news events and current events and just trying to keep up to date on everything bias and non-bias as well. So I'm sitting there and of course I leave the beer in the cart and I scan it with the little hand, handy scanner and I scan the beer and the, the alcohol in the, in the cart. And then I start scanning my groceries do, 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 do. and I got my headphones on and I grab the chicken and I'm having a hard time because what they do, I don't know if you guys who don't shop at Walmart, when they have a discounted sticker, it's a yellow sticker and it's a two-parter. So they'll slap the price tag on the top of it and then it's got a peel off barcode that they stick over the, the original barcode so you can scan it and you get the price of whatever the top part of the sticker says. So I'm like, nothing. And you're looking at it like, is there something wrong with it? You're looking at it and all the bars look good. They're not smeared or anything. I literally went to the point of taking the sticker off, sticking it on my index finger and, and rubbing it over the, the scanner. And it's got two scanners because there's one that's vertical and one that's laying down. Scans get nothing. So the lady comes over and I've got my headphones on. I'm not listening to anyone, but I'm always, my head's on a swivel because you never know when you're going to have another good old fashioned mass shooting. God almighty. So I see the lady come up, elderly white lady comes over and she's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, I can't hear her. I thought she was coming over because she saw me having problems with the damn chicken. So she comes over and she has to verify that I'm over 40 years old or, you know, hits her little code in there. And I ha here I am, chicken in hand, barcode on my index finger, scanning it and holding the chicken in one hand and going back and forth like I'm having a hard time. <laughs> like I'm choking the chicken. I'm trying to get the chicken to go through the barcode thing. And so I'm like, oh, great. Here she comes. Do, 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 do. Have a nice day. And then she walks away and I'm like going, you know what? Fuck this. Took the sticker off my hand, slapped it on top of the, <laughs> of the chicken. I put it up where the little kitty snot-nosed brat kids sit in the shopping cart. I said, I'm going to finish the whole shopping cart. If someone comes over to help me, then I'll deal with it then. So I finished the whole entire, checked out everything. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I, they don't know. They don't fucking know. Put my card in, punch my numbers in, purchase, get my receipt, shoved it in my bag, stood there because you know my history about stealing from Walmart, stood there for a minute and, and just to see if someone was going to come over and say, sir, you didn't pay for that rotisserie chicken. I literally stood there and gave them an opportunity to come and arrest me or come and say something. Nothing? Fine. I'm out the door. Literally pushed the card out to get in the mainstream of traffic. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. I'm fine. I'm waiting for security to come arrest me. Go ahead. So they go by. <laughs> I get into the, the flow of the traffic and I go down and we go out the exit door and I'm like, fuck it. I'm gone. Stole it. Stole. Well, I say stole it. I got tired of messing with the damn barcode. So that's what I did. I took it. I took it. It was mine. I took it. All right. I know. Don't worry. We're going to have a lot more fun on this show. Uh, we're actually going to talk to a really, really good band out of Phoenix, Arizona called Ant Farm. So stick around. We're going to talk to those guys when we come back. You're listening to Geek and Live right here on Buffalo Radio. I'll be right back. Listening to Profit Radio 24 7 worldwide. Hello? Hello? Yeah, uh, Mr. Hall? Oh, yeah, hey. Uh, very good morning, sir. Oh, very good morning. This is Peter Wilson, and we are calling you from United States Grant Department. As because you, this member has been selected to receive our free government grant, guys, so that is why you, you just, are getting. You guys just called me yesterday and sent me uh, $9,000. Already? Yeah. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuckface, dickhead, asshole. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. 
listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all our social contact pages. And the way you do that is go to Prophet Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio, and uh, click on social contacts. While you're there, go down to the very bottom of the section, very bottom of the page. It says, Be Heard, and we are taking all your 2021 predictions. We don't do resolutions here for the new year. We do predictions, and we're going to play a couple. We, we had a couple come in. Pretty funny. So stick around for those as well. Now, on the phone with us right now, a trio band all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, Ant Farm. The members are Rob. JC and Dan, how are you guys doing? Hey, good morning. Hey, uh, I hope I didn't wake you up too early. I know that we, sometimes we do the interviews early on on the East Coast time is different than you West Coasters out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I'm bright eyed and bushy tailed. All right. So um, now tell me, Ant Farm. You know, I, I don't know if like the the kids today. How did you get the name? And do the kids today know what an ant farm is? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Dan is the one that kind of uh, came up with that name, so we'll let him answer that. All right, Dan. Now, Dan, you're, uh, you're Dan, you're Dan, you're the drummer for Ant Farm. That's right. Okay. And Ant Farm. Let's see. It was so long ago. It's hard to recall. Uh, it was just kind of a general feeling of community, I think. Uh, and the beloved toy, of course, might have influenced a little bit, but uh, it didn't seem that anyone had taken it yet back then. So uh, Ant Farm seems nice and concise, and people can relate. N- now, do you guys get along with the other one, the other Ant Farm that came from out of space? Uh, not too <laughs> sure. Uh, I've heard of a couple of them, but I don't know. They're just kind of out there in the ether. I don't. I don't think they exist anymore. And the band I'm talking about is Alien and From. Have you guys? Have they contacted you at all or anything like that? No. Okay. No. Are you aware? Uh, are you aware of this band? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alien and by the way, on Facebook, we're we're Ant Farm Redux, and we were trying to uh, get around the, the the fact that there's other bands with the name. So. So needless to say, Ant Farm is universal language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we were the original. You are the original. Now when you say the original when did you guys form and how did you guys meet uh back in the 20th century the standard answer is oh we all went to the same high school and uh, had some classes together but the the more fun answer is rob dated both mine and dan's sister well welcome welcome to the family rob (laughs) it's the it's the ex-girlfriends club now Uh, do you you still talk to do you still talk to the sisters or or they've gone and married and and gone on to their own thing oh they well i talk to them but yeah they (laughs) they certainly have their own lives i'm sure Sure. Now what? Now I was reading your thing. You guys were were a pretty big hit, like in the mid '90s and stuff. I'm sure, like uh, like any kid when they get out of the high school, we're gonna take over the world. We're gonna rule the world. Christ, I did it myself in '90. I graduated in '91. Had a couple bands and stuff, of course. Now, um, and you guys have done a lot. I've seen you've uh, best 1998 unsigned band. Tell me about yeah. the the commercial that the Arizona radio stations are playing uh, using your songs. Uh, well, we don't know that it's playing anymore. John, you want to handle that? Well, one? right. We. Uh... Uh, we, one of the studio albums that we did, the producer really liked our sound and approached us about getting on a musical catalog that uh, that, are, that radio stations and, and broadcasters use, and they're putting together commercials. And they took uh, took uh, they liked the song, and <clears throat> particular straight answer. But we, we changed it slightly enough so that it was uh, we could still own the song and and allow them to use it. And we sold it. And, uh, you know, we didn't make a fortune off it, but it was nice to know that we were commercially viable. And then uh, as serendipity would have it, we were driving to Tucson to do a gig down at U of A, and we're listening to the radio, and lo and behold, there's our song being used for uh, commercial purposes for, yeah. uh, I think it was a gym or something like that, whatever it was. Yeah. It was just it was pretty cool. Well, yeah, it you was know, great. the funny part is the guy who actually created the McDonald's, you know, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, got paid like 10 bucks, but that's on everyone's lips. Everyone knows that guy yeah oh man <laughs> so if, uh, one day hopefully you know keep keep the royalties that check will come in here soon and maybe maybe like uh barry manilow there he's just right. he's done he's uh all, he did the band-aid jingle he did the the uh, oscar meyer wieners commercial jingle and Right, he's the jingle master. Now, <laughs> I, I, I keep checking the mail. I keep checking my mailbox, but nothing's showing up yet. So. <laughs> Who's Bill? So uh, now, after all these years, I'm, you guys have created a lot of uh, great songs. I, I was looking at your catalog as far as songs. Uh, what's kept you together for the last for the last during the '90s and into the the 21st century? And then what happened? You guys kind of enjoyed, started enjoying life or, or discovering life itself. Tell me what happened. Uh, women. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn them! <laughs> no, 
<laughs> no, uh, I got married, and um, my wife at the time, um, no longer with her, but she uh, she got a job out in Atlanta, and uh, so we moved out there. So that kind of East Coast for about 12 years, and uh, and but every I, I would visit home at least once a year, sometimes twice, and almost every time I came home, we would get together and jam. So we always kept the kept the iron in the fire there. We're talking to Ant Farm, and they've got a new album out called Back to Shore. We're talking to Rob, JC, and Dan. And so uh, how's, the, how's the new album going? Uh, great, great, great. We've sold quite a bit. And uh, what, um, what's the, the newest single that's off of that? We're running Used to Be. That'll be the, the kind of the uh, flagship song of the album. Mm-hmm. You know, just behind that, and it's number two. That's that's number one on the on the album, and right behind it is Making Waves. Um, turn the ship around. We have a, a lyric video for turn this ship around that's that's on the album as well and we're playing that on profitradio.com in high rotation so if you want to hear that check them out as well now um we were talking about also like influences what's your biggest influence now in the 90s growing up i'm sure you guys were, were about the same age the whole grunge era the whole allison change you know took over from like hair metal bands and the the poppy sounds in the in the early eight or late 80s in the in the early 90s what has been your biggest influences yeah. Oh, thanks for letting me take the influence question. You know I'm all over that one. Dan, <laughs> this is Dan. Dan, oh, Dan. Sorry, Dan. So, R.E.M., admittedly, is my number one favorite band of all time. Okay. Now, of course, you know, there's a broad spectrum of many more, but I tend to lean more towards the poppy side, as you mentioned. Uh, the grunge thing that we moved into, into in, the, in the 90s, sure, it was great. I like a lot of that, too. Uh, but my core influences are in the 80s. And I would say R.E.M., Talking Heads, Police, and The Pretenders, you know, the first four and that really turned me towards alternative music at about age 11 starting. And and they, them themselves have a very unique sound. Now, I was listening to a couple of your songs. J.C., you, you said you're the, the lead guitarist and rhythm guitarist at the same time. There's a lot of keyboard sounds that I hear in there. Who's playing the keyboards on that? That, that, that would be uh, me as well through the uh, use of uh, 21st century technology. Uh, I'm using a couple uh, electro-harmonics pedals that are keyboard emulators. They're, they're really top of the line. They've got a great line of these uh, B9 and C9 emulators, so I can get a, a B9 organ and some, some nice glossy sounds. And the trick is not to put it out too far out front so that it's... Uh, you know, it can, it's like a, like a harmonizer or something like that. When you hear on vocals, you can tell it's a harmonizer. So we kind of try to use it subtly, but it, I think it really adds a nice uh, gloss and, and fills out our sound. Now, do you guys consider, yeah. do you guys consider yourself like a house band? I know you have original works and stuff, but when you play like live gigs, do you have, do you do like covers as well? We, we do some covers, but but we're mostly original music okay. band. Okay. Well, that's good because uh, a yeah. lot a lot of times people don't know. Hey, Ant Farm, can I hire them to do my wedding reception? Well, yeah, if you know their songs, that's great. Uh, but if you don't, you know, then everyone's going to be sitting around going, oh, "This is different." You know, I like the sound, but I wish I knew the words. Well, I like that you know, we have a, a fair. Uh, repertoire of of uh, cover songs that we do, and I think we 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 like to give them sandwiches where we you know give them something that they're familiar with, and then play one of our songs and maybe something that they're familiar with to kind of uh, get them in in the mode. So uh, we certainly you know like Dan said, we play a fair amount of Police and REM and and uh, Smithereens and covers like that, U2 and a lot of influences. So we certain we certainly uh, do do a fair amount of covers, but our, you know obviously our our soul and our our what really moves us is is our own music. So it's that it's that fine line of trying to give people something familiar, but you know, give them what you want to. So, what made you guys get interested into playing music rather than doing a sports route or doing a a communication type route like radio or TV or anything like that or, or, or something like that? What made you get pick up a guitar, pick up the drumsticks, pick up the whatever instrument, and and get you started? What what got you there? I think older siblings were an influence on all three of us. Uh, yep. Yeah, all playing music also, um, and then the school band, and you know, started started with piano lessons at age six, and uh, just you know, been a lifelong love. Uh, it, oh. Big big family for for me and 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 JC too. I know uh, we we both come from uh, uh, large, at least extended families, and and yep. uh, music always around, and especially the Beatles for for all of us. I'm sure. 
Yeah, uh, brothers that play guitar. And then, you know, Rob and I both have a choral background. You know, I sang in high school, grade school, high school choir, and that's one, one way that Rob and I were in the uh, elite yeah. singer group at Camelback High School together. Yeah. So that's part of what we like to bring to our, our band is, you know, harmonies that are that are thoughtful and, and uh, sound, you know, sound good. Now, with the whole pandemic and everything going on, I'm sure your lives have, have changed tremendously uh, as far as how you do live gigs. Now, how, how have you been able to maintain an audience or a following and just to keep yourself relevant out there well i'm from we're from north carolina uh, born and raised in florida but we're living in charlotte north carolina now i don't even know what the rules are anymore do i wear a mask can i go out can i go to a bar can i go to a restaurant can i go to the gym can i go anywhere can i go grocery shopping with all the the confusion and everything that's going on how do you guys maintain relevancy during the pandemic time well we've, we've been putting on uh, live shows thanks to jc he's he's the uh the mastermind behind all this uh he uh we've been we were doing uh, broadcasts from live from different parts of JC's house. So we knew the intricates of where he uh, eats his breakfast and watches TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we, we did our best to let, let the technology kind of and and still being cognizant of of being socially distanced. We're still wear masks around each other. But I literally bought fifty foot cables that let me put Rob in the kitchen and Dan stays in the band room and I play down in the hallway and we think we sync it all up to the cameras and it's been fun. You know, and we. We were already kind of in that that mind to begin with. We had already done some live broadcasts, and we were considering this is just another avenue to try and get our music out to each other through the internet. It, you know, in the music industry, trying to bypass the record companies and all that. It, it kind of goes hand in hand. So if you, we already had a lot of the technology and set up and ready to go, and so it was an easy transition. Get you know, picked up more fans through that way. So it's just a, another great way, regardless of what happens with the pandemic's over and we can get out and start playing again. I think that we're going to still continue to do this because. It's just a way to, to reach fans worldwide. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and we're very grateful for uh, uh, Facebook Live too. That was a that was a great way for us to just put it out there. We're talking to Rob, JC, and Dan, the trio, the Phoenix trio from Arizona, in their band called Ant Farm, and they got a new uh, album coming out called Back to Shore. Now, between the three of you guys, and and what's the biggest achievement that you're like going, wow, I can't believe we did it, we accomplished it, we kicked it to ass. Mm. Well, being together is one thing. <laughs> I will say that. I mean, Actually, yeah, I, I feel terribly grateful in that regard. Uh, um, coming back, uh, getting <laughs> getting dumped, and coming back from the East Coast and having, like, not being flat on my butt, uh, uh, not starting from square one. I had my friends and bandmates here, and all we had to do was get together to practice, you know? That was that was pretty cool. I consider myself really grateful in that regard. We can't help but have become friends, good friends, uh, after all this time, you know, working together. And we've seen, you know, we've kind of grown up together and uh, or gotten older together, maybe. And, uh, you know, seeing what's happened in each other's lives and all that. We've been with each other through all that. I would agree. Oh. Yeah, I, I, w I just want, want to add that, you know, while Rob was in Atlanta, I kind of did my own thing with a cover blues band out here. And I was able to make a living doing it for quite a while. But uh, there's just no doubt that, you know, when Rob got back into town and we started playing together, I could just I could just feel the tightness and the groove. And it just like it's always been there. And as much as I've had my my cover bands that I played with and work with top musicians and drummers and like that, and we sounded good and tight. It's just when when the Ant Farm gets together, it's just it's there. It's it's even after after Rob being gone and him coming back, it's it's even better. So uh, I just you know that just wanted to let the guys know that in front of everybody embarrassed. Well, there you go, oh, <laughs> group hug. Well, my Warm fuzzy. my my normal follow up is you know what's your what's your biggest hurdle? And I think all in that one that one statement between all you guys, I think you've you've said what your biggest achievement are uh, with the uh, going live on Facebook and and the achievements there is also your biggest hurdle as well. Or has or has been your biggest hurdle as well. Yeah, yeah you know, and just, uh, yeah, I, I would say we, we, the fact that the, we're, we're still together and, and anybody that's been in the music business long enough knows that uh, being together with the same group of musicians for a couple years is is uh, an achievement, let alone uh, many decades. So now yeah. now yeah. what what's next for you guys? What's next on your list? We just, we're, we are still, I feel like we're trying to find our audience, take the next step to regional, say, Dan, now you're the drummer. 
And you've been you've been a little little quiet during this thing. And you know, I asked the question, "What's next?" I'm looking at the picture of the three of you guys up on stage, and it's got the the tinsel uh, background. You know, you know what picture I'm talking about. And you you can see this. You can go to Reverb Nation, Dan. I feel that you got shafted in this picture. Are you are you are you aware of what I'm talking about? <laughs> this the symbol on your drum kit yeah. is strategically placed right over your face, Dan. I, and I feel so bad for you. Uh, I think I would have a meeting with the guys and say, Hey, look, can we can we do something? Can we take a different picture? It's a great picture. Don't get me wrong. I, I just completely. I just feel bad for Dan. Yeah, that photo. I actually like that. Um, it wasn't completely intentional. Right. But yeah, old symbol face. Uh, the symbol right in front of the face. It's, so you're it, you're aware cool, of this? It makes for a cool, well aware, and I do I do approve. It, that's a sanctioned uh, and approved. Well, Dan makes up for his 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 no awesome drumming. Is out. He's just a terrific drummer, and so you know he has to be shy in other ways. He might be a little camera shy, but when he's behind the drums, look out. You may not see him, but you know his presence. That's for sure. So there's your gimmick, Dan. What you need to do? You've seen the the guitarist with the popcorn thing on his head, and they call him Buckethead or something like that. You've got to have an actual like cardboard cutout of a symbol on your face with eyes and then they're like who's that guy who's the have you seen the ant farm band yeah but who's the damn drummer in the background symbol face there you go millions millions that's all you need sometimes something these days stupid something like, like that. that yep something stupid like that would make you millions yeah forget I mean, <laughs> the tinfoil hat i'll go with the symbol hat and all right what well, we're gonna work to get a photo like that and we'll be the first one we'll send it first one to send it to you so that'd be awesome so, you know, we're we'll, already on it we're already on it we're talking to ant farm with their latest album coming out uh back to shore now back to shore is available to purchase and where can they find this album you can buy it at Bandcamp. you can buy the physical copy or just download it. We're also on Amazon Music. We're on all the major streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Pandora, Napster. Uh, we're on Apple Music and Amazon as well. And what's all your social contacts and where people can like you and, and watch you do your live thing? So you can find us on Facebook at Ant Farm Redux. That's R-E-D-U-X, uh, www.antfarmredux.com. You can always find Ant Farm information through Rob DeFreeze Music on Facebook, and I'm also on Twitter, at Rob DeFreeze. So I'll always advertise for Ant Farm stuff through through my media. Sounds great, guys. Is there anything else you want to add? Dan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my signal, I might have wandered a little too far from the router during. JC? <laughs> well, we, we sure appreciate you uh, giving us some time to share, you know, our music with people. You know, we just want everybody to, to continue to be safe, and we look forward to uh, lots of live music in 2021. Rob, final yeah. words. Uh, yeah, we, we appreciate you and this uh, this opportunity, and we're, we're just looking forward. To, I'm chomping at the bit to get out there and play in live again. Can't wait to see you. This is Ant Farm with their latest album called Back to Short. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Stick around. We'll be right back. I saw a friend the other day looking down. He told me his dreams seem so far out of reach. The vision meeting lately. Some stupid scheme I used to say to myself. But thinking, I wish I felt as good as he do. It's worth saying. Before I knew what I was saying These words came shooting up my throat Out my mouth, can't help If I'm living out some memory Of someone stomping out my dreams Starting over Turn that ship Underpaid Clothing Line has a mission statement for everyone. Underpaid Global's mission statement is to educate men and women around the world who may feel they are underpaid. Together, we can solve this problem by becoming owners and creating our own future. Go to underpaidglobal.com and show your support. Deacon Live now presents you The Real Is Here, T-R-I-H, with their latest song, Losing Interest. Find their link on profitradio.com. Oh, 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 oh,
Cause I've been fucking with you for a minute Please go down love on a minute Please don't let me get another minute Maybe an hour your love I'll devour Your moaning is louder and louder I couldn't be proud of my little flower My little baby driving me crazy And all on the daily You know that she hate me She loving me, loving me, loving me such Yeah, I think your love's not enough Yeah, look for sobriety Know that you lied to me I could take you way higher than your mind Can say we could fly privately We could fly privately my name is Jesse Tolerance. My, my name is Jesse Tolerance, and I'm from uh, Back Cave, North Carolina. And I just want to make sure that I get my, my stimulus check in 2021. Hi, my name is Mark Dunlap, and I'm from West Virginia. And I'd like to thank everyone for helping me out with the times I had during the thing. In 2021, I wish everyone a happy new year. Well, hello, my name is Sue Seswick, and I'm from Alaska, and thank you very much for everything that you guys do, and I wish all the blessings to everyone in 2021. Do you remember that coffee stain checklist? We had our hearts on our sleeves so reckless. Open minds to whatever came next, yeah. Living our best life, no stress, yeah. Whatever happened to all our good faith? Welcome back to Deacon Live. You just heard some of the predictions that were sent here to the station. And the way you do that is go to Prophet Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the Be Heard section, little blue bar opens up a microphone right there on your screen, and you can leave us a prediction. We don't do resolutions here, New Year's resolutions. We do New Year's predictions, so we'll see. We'll, we'll play this back maybe next uh, towards the end of next year and see if most of these came, came true. Now, we just heard from Ant Farm, guys from Phoenix, Arizona. Now, Phoenix, Arizona, I don't know if you guys have been out there, the Midwest or those big old states out there. There's a lot of open air, a lot of open, uh, like Area 51, a lot of open sky out there. And you ever looked up and wondered, are we the only ones? Well, according to this Israeli scientist, he says that the United States, or Earth in general, has made contact with aliens. I know, just what we need, right? Former Israeli space security chief says humanity has been dealing with aliens for years. An Israeli former space security chief has claimed that humanity has actually been in touch with aliens for years, but it says it's never made public knowledge because humanity, quote-unquote, is not ready. Hayam Ashad, who is a professor and former general, claims that Israel and the United States have been dealing with an alien organization known as the Galactic Federation for ages. Now, did they name themselves, or did we name them? You would think they would have a little bit more of a funkier name. Ashad, who in charge of Israel's space security program for nearly 30 years has received Israel's security award on three occasions, confirming that Earthlings have been making agreements with aliens for understanding and researching the fabric of the universe. Oh, and by the way, there's a secret underground base on Mars staffed by Americans and alien representatives. Maybe Donald Trump's Space Force isn't such a pie-in-the-sky concept at all. I don't know if it's tongue-in-cheek humor or if they're being serious. Ashad claims that Trump actually wanted to disclose close the existence of the Galactic Federation, but was told not to by his extraterrestrial allies that he shouldn't do this because it would cause mass hysteria and panic because humans need to be more involved and reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are and actually space and spaceships are. That's all I have to say on that. When asked why he decided to divulge this interesting fact just now, Ashad said he'd reach a point where he is so respected within the academy, within the academy, that he won't be dismissed as a crackpot because of how much of the academic landscape has changed around us at all. I mean, look at our, look at our phones, look at our, you know, what we're doing now. We're, you know, Elon Musk, maybe he's the alien. You know, always talk about lizard skins and alien skins. <laughs> maybe that's what he's talking about. We don't know. But I mean, for us, to, and this I've always said this people say do you believe in in life on other planets yes i do believe on life on other planets whether it be in our solar system or, or, or far far away for us as humans to be so conceited to be so selfish selfish to think that we're the only intelligent life form in the whole entire whatever the whole entire thing is 
How, how, how rude is that? How conceited is that for us as human beings to think that? And there's a lot of stuff that we still, quote unquote, can't explain. So maybe, you know, maybe we aren't ready. We definitely would freak the fuck out if aliens landed because we'd ask them a million questions. One of them is, can I go with you? Can I, when you leave, take me with you? Can I ride in your spaceship and go somewhere else? All right, there you go. I mean, yes. Now, with all the things that are happening right now, you know, with the coronavirus, they say they got a new vaccine. Everyone's going to have it. And they figured it out in less than six months. Hey, guess what, everyone? We're good. Here's a vaccine. Stick it in your button and let's get back to work and let's get back to fixing this planet and, and getting jobs out there. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. What's this? What's this? A number of people have struck down by a mysterious illness in India passes 500 as locals blame mass hysteria for feral pigs and pesticides. So here we go again. If it's not, what was it, Wuhan and, you know, people eating bats? Now we gotta blame feral pigs and pesticides. Symptoms include blackouts, amnesia, vomiting. Government has rushed medics to Eluru, E-L-U-R-U, in the fucking words, Endera Pradesh state to investigate. So far, experts have been unable to pinpoint the cause of the chronic illness. At least one 45-year-old man has died from the disease, which is not linked to COVID. More than 500 people have been struck down with this mysterious illness in India. The government rushed to... I already said... Some of the people are saying that it's mass hysteria, but it is not. Victims have suffered genuine symptoms, but we are unable to diagnose what's causing it. Well, that's kind of what they did in China. It comes as India is battling the world's second highest number of coronavirus cases. Soon they expect to surpass 10 million. Experts have stated that they propose various theories about the mysterious illness, including that it could have spread from chemical additives and pesticides, feral pigs, or problems with the garbage disposal. And, you know, that's why you know, a lot of these people are going overseas to, to help the infrastructure. I mean, what is it? The, the missionaries go over there and they try to, you know, improve the structure, improve the way, you know, don't have the cows and stuff upfield and shit where you get your water from downfield, you know, downstream type stuff. So this is what's going on in these third world countries. And that's what happened. And I hate to say that we need to go over there and regulate it because, oh, let them do their thing. No, because this is where plagues and diseases come from. Hopefully the aliens, the almighty aliens, if they're listening to us up on Mars, download the podcast and uh, click the Be Heard section and let us know what you think about uh, what we should do over in India, Mr. Alien Guys. All right, when we come back, we'll, we'll get a little bit of light and fluffy here. And one company uh, has won the most plastic polluters three years in a row, and I'll get into those guys here in just one second. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. can of pork soda. You'll be feeling just fine. Ain't nothing quite like sitting around the house, swimming down them Kansas wine. Yeah, All right, here's my prediction for 20, 2021. After uh, Joe Biden takes over, uh, I'm. This is Butler Miner from Texas, and I'm hoping that everyone does well, and uh, we we get through all this together, coronavirus and all. This is Aaron DePaul, and I'm from uh, Mississippi, and I I, I guess I want to say that uh, I wish everyone a happy 20, is it 2021? And uh, everyone should be doing well, and watch out for automatic driving cars, they're going to kill someone soon, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you. Oh, this is Faith Morgetta. I'm so scared. I'm nervous. I'm going to be on the radio. I hope everyone sees me. And my prediction for 2021 is that um, the infrastructure of the United States stays together. And that, that's all I have to say. I just want to pull out for the summer. For the summer. Matching Fortiados on the Hummer. On the Hummer. Old school drop for the pop. For the pop. Cadillac on the top, on the chops. Get the money, get the money. Listen, nigga, you just get the money, get the money. You don't need permission, nigga. Get the money, get the money. We fuck these bitches, nigga. Get the money, get the money. The only mission is to get the money. Get, 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 get. Come down, just Welcome back to the Deacon Live. 
You just heard a couple more of the predictions that we do here on Deacon Live. We don't do New Year's resolutions. We do New Year's predictions. And to get yours heard as well, and we're going to play the bulk of them. These are just a couple that have trickled in in the last couple of days. Uh, I played a couple of them. We'll play the, all of them on the last show of the year, which is 1230, December 30th will be the last show of the year. So get yours in now. Go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the blue bar that says Be Heard. You're going to have to allow it to access your microphone or, duh, we can't hear you. You know, modern tech technology alien force type stuff uh and and believe me we're not following you i ain't i got enough shit to do i don't have time to sit here and, and you know hack your phone or do anything like that i'm a one-man band here except for the other two people on the other room that, that keep the social network alive and and well in the camera feed so we got too much shit going on to worry about getting in there and messing with your stuff so it, it's safe believe me it, it's through us. I think it's called Speak Pipe is the name of the program. So um you guys got your Christmas lights up? You guys uh you've seen those yards where they're just you're just like, holy mackerel, I wonder if the Joneses are gonna put the lights up this year. Now we broadcast from the Queen City studio located just outside of Charlotte in a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. We've got all these little two lane back roads, country roads and stuff. There's one house that we were going to or uh not house, we're going to a horse clinic because we've got you know horses and cattle and chickens and bears on my here on the twenty two eight property so we're going to a horse clinic my wife rides horses professionally somewhat professionally but for the most part you always have to take these clinics and we were driving down these little two-lane roads and this one house had it was probably three acres and every square inch of that those three acres had some kind of lawn ornament on it i'm like going where do they store all these things and what is the damn power bill on that it's like the what they call like the griswold uh, effect there was a push a while ago when the covid 19 first started and we were all getting strapped into our houses we're like i think in june people were starting to hey put christmas lights up to make everyone feel better and make everyone all i think that lasted for like two weeks i saw like a couple of people putting christmas lights up and then people were like going god you know especially in florida it's fucking hot i don't want to put damn christmas lights up in 97 degree weather and rains every 40 seconds this gentleman right here from minneapolis minnesota shared a letter that was sent to his house with screens here and it reads like this from san saint anthony minnesota dear neighbor i couldn't help to notice your christmas light display during these unprecedented times we've all experienced challenges which casual words just doesn't describe what we're feeling the idea of twinkling colorful lights are a reminder of divisions that continue to run through our society a reminder of systemic biases against our neighbors who don't celebrate christmas or can't afford to put up lights of their very own we must do the work of educating our about the harmful impact on outward-facing displays like yours can have. I challenge you to respect the dignity of all people while striving to learn the differences, ideas, and opinions of our neighbors. We must come together collectively and challenge these institutional inequities. St. Anthony is a community welcoming of all people, and we must demand better of ourselves. Okay, so basically what they're saying is, hey, you got Christmas lights up, not everyone celebrates Christmas. But in the same sense, in the same paragraph, says we must understand everyone else is right inequities and the individuality and people can do well aren't you just telling the person don't do what you're doing because you're individualizing yourself no no you're not you're showing your side of what you're doing it's no different than anyone putting up uh let's see like in easter i mean you know catholicism and all that stuff there's no difference in anyone else i know there was um here we go here we go my old neighbor retired air force mechanic many years ago from the house i bought when i was you know the first house i bought he was an air force mechanic we used to drink beer on the front porch shocker um he had a hall at the vfw and he would rent the hall out he was in charge of the hall florida being mostly a hispanic based community they would have these parties and he would throw the chicken bones on the floor like during christmas time i think he said and he goes we had the hardest time getting the chicken bone grease off of the floor but they would eat chicken bones and throw them on the floor and dance around it he didn't care he hey that's what they did that's what they did he didn't say hey you can't throw chicken bones on the floor because we can't clean up the grease no that's selfish that's stupid he just said hey let them do their thing and and they go on about their day and then he goes on about his day and cleans the floor it's just one of those you know what i don't know if the letter's real or not it looks real i mean he shows the envelope and stuff but of course not everything you see on the internet is real just kidding alien people we love you now, with all your Christmas lights, do you have LED lights? Because for a while, they were like the, the old school screw and light bulb ones, you know? And then they switched to the, the smaller ones that I forget what they're called. But I remember, you know, lighting up all the Christmas trees and, and not Christmas trees, all the, that outside landscape. 
and leaving those bitches on for like three days straight, and all of a sudden your power bill goes from X amount of dollars to XXX amount of dollars. And you're like, holy shit. Now they got LED lights, and Home Depot is really good. Of course, you know, speaker from the community is uh, they used to do bring in your lights and get a dollar off to trade them or upgrade them to LED lights. LED lights are a little bit better for the environment, but here they go. They go throwing in all the old school lights. Where does that all go? Now, granted, I'm sure they're going to recycle the copper. They're going to recycle all the, the glass. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that just doesn't end up in a landfill. Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that we use every day ends up in the landfill or somewhere else. There's an annual report that's released by the Break Free from Plastic campaign found that these three corporations ranked highest in the amount of plastic pollution they created. Those companies are Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, and Nestle are the world's top polluters of the year again. This is the third time in a row that all three have won this award. Now, if you think about it, they are the, the biggest producers of just plastic in general. But no one says anything about these guys. Hey, I know you got Christmas lights up, but not everyone agrees with the Christmas lights. Oh, you want to en- have energy-efficient Christmas lights? Well, get LED ones, and you're saving the environment. As I sit out front on your front porch or in the driveway or in the street drinking my Diet Coke, with my name on it, you know, and then what do I do with it? I don't know. I just throw it in the, throw it on the floor. Someone will get it. Someone will get it. But yeah, for the third year, yeah, three years in a row, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, and Nestle are the top leading producers of plastic polluters based on the Break Free from the Plastic Campaign Foundation. And you can look that up over there on Cheddar, Cheddar.com. All right, when we come back, I like cheese. Do you like pizza? I love, man, I love pizza. If I had a chance, I'd eat pizza every day. We'll get into the newest things that's happening with pizza here on Deacon Live. Stick around. We'll be right back. I don't even know where we going with this. I don't care about your past if it's a hole in it. Look, you say you love me, gotta show me it. You say you love me, gotta show me it. I don't even know where we going with this. I don't care about your past if it's a hole in it. All the way from Brownsville, Brooklyn, and the team of Currency Control and Really Real, here's Slavo with their latest song, Show Me. I was going through some shit in the process. I was trying to be a hoe in the process. No, I got a chicken home. No, I got to get to But I'm up in your face. Baby girl, you looking good. I ain't going to lie to you. Baby, I want to give it to you. Won't you come? Hi, I'm Brian Mahamick, all the way from Kentucky, and I heard that the internet is now going to go go private. So in 2021, I think the internet's going to go private, and we're going to end up having to pay a, a little bit more for the internet. Thank you. Hello, I'm Lisa Warmack, and I, I just wanted to let everyone know that if you've got Bitcoin, save it up, save it up, because that's going to be a new currency in 2000, this next year coming, 2021. Hey, that Faxwood, all the way from Roxborough Park in the beautiful city that I love and love, 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 love. Uh, I'm, hopefully, I'm on the Deacon Live show. And my New Year's resolution, my, my uh, prediction is that new folding phone. I hope they figure that out because that man, that'd be cool have a nice big phone you fold up and stick in your pocket and walk around with without anyone looking at you like you're weird. Hey guys, if you're looking for a new podcast, Code French Production Studio has created a new podcast hosted by Stephen French, a full production studio. They dive into the world of creating award-winning TV commercials, music videos, digital billboards, along with interactive films and stills. They work alongside of Bentley, Ford, Tesla, as well as Fitbit. Search for Code French Podcast. Flash, flash. 
Blasted out of my mind with like two to five kids that stings. Yeah, I keep them in my repertoire. Bad Welcome back to Deacon Live. You just heard some more 2021 predictions here at Deacon Live. We don't do New Year's res- excuse me, New Year's resolutions. We do New Year's predictions. And if you want yours to be heard, well, it's very easy to do. Go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the Be Heard section. And our last show for the year is going to be on December 30th. And we're going to play all of them for the new year and get yours in there as well. Click on Be Heard and uh, opens up a little microphone on your tablet, your uh, smartphone, whatever you're, you're listening to us and downloading us. And um, don't worry. Like I said, I ain't got time to sit there and hack your stuff. I got other shit to do. I got horses and stuff running around and picking up poop and stuff. So be part of the show. Uh, and, and do that. Now, I was talking about uh, everyone needs to be sensitive. Christmas lights. Don't put Christmas lights. You're going to offend someone. Well, you know, who's the least likely person to offend someone? And that's Santa Claus. Everyone loves Santa Claus. Or do they? Until Santa Claus has his own agenda. This four-year-old boy, because of social distancing and stuff, he doesn't understand what's going on in the world. He doesn't understand what's going on as far as um, why he can't, well, this is probably his first time he actually has, when, when does your memory start? And at four years old, I would assume that memory starts at that early of an age. This four-year-old boy says bad Santa denied his request. Well, how can Santa deny your request? Here's a story from Fox News. A mall Santa gets politically correct, turning down one little boy's request for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? No, I, no, no guns. Nerf guns. No, not even a Nerf gun. No, if, you, if your dad wants to get it for you, that's fine, but I can't bring it to you. Well, what else would you like? So what's happening is, little boy, he's Santa's sitting at like his big old table, which is good. It keeps everyone social distance apart. So the little boy that Santa leans over, you know, he puts his arm on his desk like you're getting fired at work. <laughs> We've all seen that scene. What are you doing here? And he, Santa asked, What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? And he said, maybe, it's a four-year-old boy. It's kind of big for a four-year-old boy, but nonetheless, he's four-year-old. And he says, maybe I want a Nerf gun. And Santa goes, nope, nope, uh, I can't get you, no, no, no guns. No, I, no, no guns. Nerf gun. No, no, he's like, no, it's a Nerf gun. No, nope, not even a Nerf gun. Nope, not even a Nerf gun. So the kid kind of looks at his parents, and he's like, oh, hey, I thought this was the, the almighty well, wish granter. And he's telling me no. no. If, you, if your dad wants to get it for you, that's fine, but I can't bring it to you. No, I understand. Santa was kind of like trying to cop out a little bit. He goes, look, Santa can't get it. If your dad wants to buy you one, go ahead and dad can buy you one, but I, I can't do it. And he kind of leads into his next question. Well, what else would you like? What do you think? And he's thinking. He looks at mom and dad and he just starts bawling. He's bawling. Oh, that's it. Heartstrings. Oh, look at that. Uh... The mall Santa said no to a Nerf gun, which was all the little kid wanted. The next day, the mall apologized, and then they sent out a very special delivery to that kid's house. Real guns! No, I was kidding. You made yesterday, huh? Yeah. Well, we're so sorry about that. I heard about this up at the North Pole. Yeah. And I rushed that <laughs> So Santa shows up to the kid's house. Four-year-old, man, he's like six foot tall, this kid. And he gets a, a Nerf. <laughs> Santa brings him. He's got a mask on. It's weird. Kid gets this. It's called Ultra Something Nerf Gun. Um, And don't forget, for every video that we or every podcast that we do, we have a matching live streaming video. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, click on Deacon Live, and uh, you can see the video as well. And So, yeah, Santa, <laughs> oh, shit, we screwed up. We screwed up. Joining us now, four-year-old Michael DiCarlo and his parents, Sabella and Michael Sr. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. morning. So, Sabella, as a mom, my heart went out to you because you see your son crying and you're holding, it looked like you were holding another child and you're trying to get to your son to comfort him. Tell us what happened there at the mall. Um, Well, there was a little boy right before us and he had the cutest little exchange with Santa. So I asked my mom to record it because my husband was at work. So we get up there and I'm... I'm super excited to hear what he's going to say. And, you know, we all know what happened. So <laughs> I was just in shock. Let's wrap I, this up, I Susan. I thought it, he was joking. I thought he heard just guns. So that's why I corrected him and said Nerf gun. So um, I just, that's why I kind of paused yeah. a little bit. And then I, you know, got to him and consoled him. And I just wanted to get him out of there. Big Mike, I should say. Uh, could you tell me your reaction when you heard all this or watch the tape back? 
Yeah, so my wife uh, called me and told me what happened. I was at work. I went and, down uh, and got my gun. Was, you know, like any parent's reaction, you know, you're anger, angry and, you know, just sad for your child. Angry at Santa. But, uh, <laughs> well, um, here, all right, everyone's getting out of control here. They, they, bad connection. But, I mean, I understand. You have to understand that Santa's not allowed to. That's why they wear white gloves. So anytime they can always see where Santa's hand's at. So anytime Santa hears, like, gun or something like that, I would. he shouldn't have said, you know, no, I can't get you that. He should have said, okay, we'll think about that. What else would you like? Instead of just literally, I think in Santa Claus school, there's um, a great documentary about how Santa's come to be, is never say no. And he said, nope, can't get you that. I actually said, nah, but you're not supposed to be negative. I would have said, hey, uh, no, I would have I would have said was, hey, that sounds great. Um, we'll look into that. What else would you like? That type of schmoozing over type thing. Uh, speaking of schmoozing over... Pizza Hut's coming out with something. When you're done shopping for the day, you don't want to go home and cook. They're coming out with something that you might be interested in to help feed you. I've never seen this before, and it's really interesting. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Listen, man. What's up? I heard you done got you a dime piece, man. One of them Beyonce making good types, man. Nah, nah, nah. Is that true, man? I just want to know. Probably not. I mean, shit. To be honest with you, man. She's a bad thing, funny as hell, big as fuck, oh my god, that's my baby, Caroline, you divine, mighty fine, started really put up So, I guess I'm supposed to do a prediction, my prediction for 2021 is that, um, uh, well, my, <laughs> my name's Lester Limhorn, and I'm from Ganejo, and uh, I, I think Trump should start his own television network, uh, and everyone can watch that at, at any given time, and it should be, like, non-biased or anything like those other television networks. And it, that I'd, I'd watch that. I'd subscribe for that. It should be an app or something on your phone. Thank you. Happy New Year. Hi, I'm Myra Filnoff, and I'm I'm from Wahini, and it, it's a small little city in, in Central. I'm so, I'm so sorry, and I'm hoping that they forgive in in 2021. They forgive all the student debt, and we can get on with our lives and start making money in this country and bring this country back to the way it's supposed to be. Hello, I'm Dana Fox, and I'm from Everdale. It's a small little town outside of Arizona. I'm hoping that the bars and the clubs and live bands open up and we can all get back to being our normal lives. This is Dan Peterson and this is my New Year's prediction. 2021 will be worse than 2020. Uh, you actually just heard a uh, prediction from Dan Peterson, and you can hear more of him on his latest podcast, Is This Going Somewhere? And the way you find that is go to profferradio.com and uh, click on the Is This Going Somewhere podcast. Check them out. Uh, they're darker conversations, a lot darker conversations than what we talk about here on Deacon Live. We're lighter, lighter conversations, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. Now, Publix is a shopping center, uh, a food shopping center that's slowly taking over the the southeast, and uh, they're that are known for you know great customer service. Uh, everyone at the store owns a part of uh, the company. You know, it's one of those share share profit sharing things. Uh, unfortunately, right now, be on the lookout for their holiday cookie platters because they could kill you. Publix has announced a recall of a specific variety of holiday cookie platters. These cookies are made from the George Delayo company, and they should have declared that pecans are in the cookies for anyone that has a pecan allergy. These cookies were used in the public's 20-ounce holiday cookie platters. Uh, they, they were distributed between Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia. So if you've got the uh, the cookie 
cookies from the, the 20 ounce cookie platter, be careful. There might be pecans in them or pecans, depending on what side of the country you're from. Uh, and that's a holiday platter uh, produced by Publix and uh, distri- well distributed by Publix. So check them out as well. Now, are you ready for this? Dun, 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 dun. Pizza Hut, a, a, a dying chain altogether. They're trying to stay aboard. They're trying to stay uh, relevant. Pizza Hut is now selling a three-tier pizza box, which comes with two pies and a breadstick. And also Cinnabon mini rolls. You heard me right. Pizza has now launched, and if you're watching this on the video here, I got it up on the screen so you can see. It's uh, it looks like a holiday package. And you ever seen like three pizzas? Like when the guy brings them to your door, you know, there's three pizzas stacked on top of each other. Well, it has a box that holds all of them together, and they slide out like drawers. So you got two pizzas, three courses, all cheer, and it's called the Triple Threat Box. Or, I'm sorry, the Triple Treat Box. Pizza Hut has launched this three-course meal in one large pizza box. The Triple Treat Box contains breadsticks, a pair of one-topping pizzas, and ten Cinnabon mini rolls. The box is available for stores nationwide from $20.99 and an extra fee for uh, toppings and different crusts and, of course, all the stuff that goes through it. Pizza Hut is now selling the triple-layer pizza box with all three courses of meals. It comes with five breadsticks, two one-topping pizzas, and ten mini buns. Starting at $20.99. The box is also wrapped to look like a gift box. In November, the fast food chain celebrated a cold weather by launching its $150 weighted blanket with gravity blanket designed to look like a personal pan pepperoni pizza. You can buy those. Go to the website. A 15-pound blanket mimics an an unbeatable feeling of being indulged in the original pan pizza. Put a little pizza smell on it. Guess what? I'm going to sleep on that all day long. Earlier this month, Pizza Hut also claimed its first national pizza chain to roll out a plant-based nationwide top after it launches two new pizzas with Beyond Meat using sausage as their their topping from Beyond Meat. So there you go. Pizza Hut is now releasing a triple treat, triple box, two pizzas, one topping. And so if you want, if you see those, if you see those, or if you buy one, take a picture of it and send it to me here at Deacon Live. And you go to deacon at profitradio.com and send me a picture of it. Now, when you, when you get your pizza, I know a lot of people are doing like DoorDash and a lot of people are doing uh, Grubhub. I came across this video here. It's so if this was done five years ago, you'd be pissed as hell. But this is society. This is the time that we're living in. And you can see this video. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go a little too far. Don't go away. So this video says we ordered a pizza and left a note on the door saying, please don't knock or ring the bell. Just scream, Shannon, your pizza's here. And here's the video of actually what the, what the pizza guy interpreted the note. So here comes the pizza guy. Very nice, long porch. Very long porch. It's got one of those ring cameras. Guy's walking up the path here. He makes a turn on the path. Middle-aged guy stops and sees the note and literally you watch him process it. He's processing it. He's like, all right, well, shit. He walks up to the door, gets real close to the door, and... He screams, Shannon, your pizza is here. They're laughing inside. (laughs) And I'm sure he had an excuse. He could sing for a rock band, right? Maybe he could join uh, Amp Farm and hang out with those guys. All right. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for hanging out with us and doing your thing. Being a part of our show and the way you can be part of the show is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the Be Heard section. Leave your New Year's predictions, and they can be played all together on the very last show of the year, which is December 30th. So be part of that. I'd like to thank all you guys for hanging out with us, and uh, we'll let you get back to what you got to do. My name is Deacon saying goodnight and good night. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. The end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.